0: All right, my entrepreneurial friends, welcome to today's episode, a special episode. In 2023, it's our goal to help more business owners join the seven figures club the five percent of businesses that generate a million dollars in annual sales and today we have an amazing guest who's going to help you do that because it all starts with lead generation sales funnel creation so we have alicia conlon Hurst she is the co-founder of persuasion experience has a beautiful website she helps business owners focus on the post click experience and make the most out of their traffic She created the PX Funnel System after launching not 100, 200, 300, but 450 plus landing pages and funnels across hundreds of niches, including billion dollar brands like Linktree. We've all seen that on Instagram posts, Wayflyer, and she also has built out the PX Funnel System, which of course works for any business in any niche with any target market. She's appeared on many podcasts has her own podcast YouTube channel LinkedIn presence and has spoken on stage. She even has a proper mic set up, so no frustrating sound as you listen to her all the way from Australia, the land down under. Alicia, how's it going in Australia this morning? There are over 32 million businesses in the U.S. and over 90% of them will never break seven figures in annual sales. So how do we as entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs break into that seven figures club? This podcast will relentlessly share the secrets, strategies, and tactics I've used to create three multi seven figures businesses and bring in even more successful entrepreneurs than me to share their inspirational stories and tactics to success. You can create your dream business in life right now. So buckle up and let's go.
1: Good. Yeah. Hello from the future. Things are looking bright for everybody in America. Is day, it, is it Wednesday morning there? <laughs> yeah, man. 10.42 a.m. Wednesday morning. No, no like news report it. from the future, but times are good.
0: Nothing. Nothing. yet. But uh, the future looks bright. The future mm-hmm. looks bright. And the reason it's going to look bright for our audience who's uh, out and about trying to build a business, trying to figure out the best way to grow in 2023. And at the end of the day, that starts out with understanding the best way to generate leads, traffic and close more deals. And before we jump into this, just like to note, tell the audience a little bit more, Alicia, about your background and what led you towards entrepreneurship and specifically You know, lead generation and marketing and serving business owners. Tell us a little bit about your story real quick, if you could.
1: Cool. A quick origin story. So my background is in sales. That's where I sort of cut my teeth. Eventually, I went into digital marketing and worked in a big direct response agency here in Australia. Built a team from scratch, only focusing on the post-click stuff. So emails, sales funnels, landing pages. By the time I wrapped up there, I'd done about 400 landing pages and funnels, right? Everything from Brazilian butt lift doctors, porn addiction counselors, like yeah. that end of weird, to more normal stuff, probably who's listening, like tech companies, tech startups, big banks, big home builders, but you name it. And I've probably yeah. been in that industry and seen what's working. After that, I moved on and built a sales funnel and CRO team at a company here in Australia called Founder. So they, work like they have a magazine, but they also the, do The courses. magazine,
0: dr yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, very
1: cool. Yeah, yeah. So launching six, seven, eight, nine, etc. courses, CRO, evergreening them, working with really cool industry experts. And then the journey to entrepreneurship. Uh, my partner is also in marketing and we created something called Operation Freedom. And eventually we're having breakfast and, you know, we were like, we're just making excuses. Let's, let's just do this. So we shook hands, we quit that day, and then yeah. we've been running persuasion experience for about 15 months 12, 15 months.
0: Wow. That's awesome. Great story. So, in, you know, worked at uh, Corporate America, founders, a great entrepreneurial magazine. You're around entrepreneurship, business owners. I remember that uh, Richard Branson was one of the uh, first to grace the covers of Founder and so many other successful entrepreneurs since. So a, a great company, a great place to learn. And so as you were there, you're building all these sales funnels, you're building all these landing pages. And what were some of the, you know, moments where you're like, wow, there's a lot of business owners that really need our help. What was it that made you think, you know what? We're ready to, you know, start our own thing. What was the result you were, you know, thinking you were going to get business owners and clients when you left?
1: Yeah, so we had obviously built up our side hustle. I say obviously, but because we're quite practical people, to replace our main income. So it was ah, like, you know, I was yes. I was selling um, four hundred dollar products when I first started doing freelancing and then I sold my first $5,000 and then my first $11,000. And Um, then I was like, holy mackerel. I'll try not to swear on this podcast. Holy moly. Like we can do this ourselves. Like people want to work with us and we solve a really big problem, right? Like most people want to sell you more traffic, but not many people can help you to uncover why somebody buys from you and create systems to motivate and persuade them at scale, that post-click. And so it's what I've just always focused on. I mean, I've done their SEO and ads and stuff, early days, agency world, but it's really where the money is made. And if you read anything like Dan Kennedy, Gary Halbert, Joe Sugarman, you know, all those like OGs all the way oh, up yeah. to now and you think of um, Alex Hormozy or whoever else who's a bit more relevant now, it is all about that psychology of why people buy. And it's the system that happens post getting the ads. Nothing happens without the click, but all of the revenue is in your funnel. And just because before I end the rant, what we found was people thought their funnels were optional, right? They're like, oh, do I need a sales funnel? And the reality is if you have a business, you have a sales funnel. Like It's not optional. And all of these touch points are different leaks within your business. So as you can tell, because I'll just shut up now before I rant too much, we're very passionate about fixing that and, and finding more revenue. Oh,
0: that's good. We, we want to hear uh, hear the rants uh, loud and clear. <laughs> and, and at the top of the, the page, let's start with this question. There's still, unfortunately, a lot of business owners out there, including probably several who listen to this uh, podcast, and they've been successful. Maybe there's a brick and mortar location to their business. They, they're established to a certain extent, and they're kind of hoping things continue, but they know there's uncertainty on the horizon. And they've just been, they have their website, you know, it's maybe okay, it's maybe not okay. But help people understand why a sales funnel is so much more effective than just a regular website. Because I think a lot of people still don't get that.
1: Cool. Website v. Funnel website is important. It's basically your online version of your brick and mortar, right? Number one, you do need to pay attention to your website because what always blows my mind is the businesses that spend hundreds of thousands or millions on a fit out, right? That like a hundred people might walk through a month. And then the website's actually the first impression that everybody gets and they'll farm it out to some guy on Fiverr for a hundred bucks and wonder why they don't make any money. So although I'm going to talk about funnels, Make sure your website is good, but effectively your funnel is just every touch point somebody has with your company, right? And the issue is a lot of people think funnel equal Russell Brunson equal click funnels equal internet marketer, and they don't think it's relevant for them. So that's your website. Think of your website when somebody goes there, like your front desk person, and it's going to help them to find what they need. Your funnel then is what you're sending probably more targeted traffic to. So ideally, you're probably not really sending ads to your website, right? What you're ideally doing is you're sending your traffic or your paid acquisition strategy or referral or anything else through these dedicated funnels because you want to control the experience. So in summary, your website is important. That's like where people will go to stalk more about you. It's usually part of the messy middle that you can't attribute sales to, but it's where people will look at more information. And your sales funnel should be a curated step-by-step system that you want to send somebody through to spit out hot leads for your sales team.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and to bring that point home even stronger, guys, you know, you, you've got to, the sales funnel. And the sales funnel, you know, unlike your website, where there's a bunch of different things and places that people could go, generally your funnel. They're either taking action towards the next step or they're walking away. And so, as long as you've built a compelling sales funnel and you're following and learning from someone like Alicia, who's built 450 sales funnels, then they can go through this logical process to where they're eventually going to take action and hopefully be presented an offer that they cannot refuse, just like in the Godfather movie. So, you know, you talk a lot about creating great offers. In fact, you've got this unique um type of offer I'm, I'm curious what it means but it's called the golden hippo offer what exactly is this golden hippo offer and how can someone put it to work in their business
1: so the golden hippo offer is about standing out from the sea of noise right most yes. companies especially noise. yeah especially small business especially tech startups they're very quick to copy what big brands are doing or what other competitors are doing right. The downfall of that is one, everybody looks the same and everyone has boring marketing and there's no differentiation. It's the fast track to commoditization. Number two is they blindly copy big brands. Like say you might go and copy Canva's landing page. But I did a teardown recently on my YouTube on the Canva landing page and it looks nice, but it's riddled with conversion errors. And they can do that and still have 100 million users and be valued at $6 billion because of brand clout. But the reality is most of us are small businesses who don't have that brand clout and probably a $50 million marketing budget to fall back onto. And it doesn't matter if stuff falls through the gaps, right? Every single one of our hard-earned dollars needs to create leads. Like That's the reality of the situation for most of us. And so the golden hippo offer makes sure that We're standing out, but we're getting people excited to work with us. So what we usually have or what we usually see with clients is that they have, get a quote, work with us, chat with sales. And that stinks like a sales call. Like that stinks like I'm going to be forced to talk to some sales bro who's going to have like stinky commission breath and try and force me into this sales, sales, right? So what we want to do is shift that with the golden hippo offer and be leading with value. So what? Who cares what's in it for me? That's what people are scanning with, right? Yeah. And when you're in business, you make two offers. The one to get the lead and the one to close the sale. But most people are too busy spewing feature.
0: You, you need to you need to say that one again slowly so everybody pays attention. <laughs>
1: the the part about spewing spewing stuff or the
0: the, the part about you're making two offers offers. right most people think they're just making an offer at the end to sell whatever their product service widget is but to even get them to that point they're not taking action in today's world without something valuable exchanging hands maybe for their name and email address to make that next step. So you you talked about having a a first offer and a lot of people don't understand, boy, that the first offers actually got to be really good.
1: Mm -hmm. That's the thing, right? Because a lot of people probably listening a legion or they're trying to get people on a product demo. And so especially tech companies, they fumble through those demos. I'll rant about that in a separate time, but um, what you want to do is actually show people how they're going to come better off from that call, whether they go ahead with you or not. So there's a there's a system to do this. Of course, you can read like $100 million offers by Alex Homozy. Really good system. Great
0: one. Got it right here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And a lot of people, Dan Kennedy, um, Perry Belcher, they all like talk about offers as well. So you can read up on that. But here's how we do it. Number one is figure out the dream outcome for the avatar. This Like for your audience. This all comes from target market research. We do consumer insight um, surveys and research. And we know in their words, where they're trying to get to, right? Like businesses, you don't sell a product or a service, spoiler alert, you sell entry into a desired after state. And if you don't know what that is, like no one really gives a crap about you. So it's like, what what is that? What is that dream outcome? Then we think about what are the three big problems they need solved. We just literally very similar to $100 million offers, bullet point those out. And then oftentimes when we chat with clients, they're already giving all this value away that they don't even realize. And they're like, oh, duh, like, of course we do that. So we're like, cool, well, we want to put that in. We want to tell people, right? Like they don't know that unless you tell them, which is where a big like curse of knowledge comes in with your own marketing. Nothing more humbling than doing your own marketing, but you often want to give them something tangible and then layer in Childini's elements of persuasion, urgency, scarcity etc. But there's very simple frameworks. We can always point people to a YouTube video I've got where it's like very like very clear step by step.
0: Yeah, no question. So so that's uh that's what you're building out. That's what's going to be effective. Having that initial offer to actually, you know, bring them through the sales process, through the sales funnel and giving them value up front. And really you, you put that nicely basically Here's what their dream result is that they want need and crave and showing them how you've done that with previous clients, those case studies, the social you know proof that Caldini talks about, very, very important. So when you're thinking about, you know, that uh, that that post click, they clicked and now they're arriving, you know, from wherever the traffic source is to your landing page what are you know you've created 450 uh, plus of these landing pages and for those of us who know how difficult it is to create a landing page that converts what are some of the you know keys or takeaways that you've learned after creating 450 landing pages what makes a successful one versus another why do some convert versus some not like what how would you kind of define this or maybe even the process of creating a landing page that converts
1: Cool. There's about six things to think about and I'll go over okay. those in a second. Perfect. But the disclaimer is the number one thing is the offer, right? Uh, like an offer will totally change. Good offer changes your business and I've never seen a weak offer dominate an industry, right? So if you can get the offer right and if you have weak copy, ugly design, you'll typically outconvert the best copy in the world and the best design in the world because all of that stuff just supports your key conversion lever which is the offer. So please don't go and scroll for three hours on iStock trying to find an image that's going to be three quarters of the way down on on your landing page. That's not where your time's best spent. Your time's best spent creating this offer, right? The 80-20 rule. But once you've got that, these are the things that go into the landing page. The first thing that you should focus on is the above the fold on the landing page, a.k.a. before somebody starts to scroll. Why? Because most people probably won't go further than 30 to 60% of your page. And so tagging onto that is your message hierarchy on the page. This landing page is effectively a sales man or woman in, in print online, right? So you wouldn't like put all the best stuff hidden at the bottom of the page. So you want to consider that message hierarchy. Going back to above the fold, it needs to match the temperature of the traffic and and be congruent with what got the click, yeah? So if you're promising one thing in the click and then it's going to another random page, that's bad. Don't do that. <laughs> Go and look at your landing pages and what, what sort of traffic is pointing there. Sometimes you need to duplicate them out and change the above the fold. I've seen it so many times. I'll give you an example. A client was running traffic for reviews about their company. That's good because other people were trying to um, get them on SEO and ads. But then when it, when it clicked through, it just went to their normal website and there was nothing about reviews. That's bad because you promised something in the click and you delivered something totally different. So you'll have a headline, a few power bullets, and then you'll have a call to action with a little bit of text under the call to action to remove the friction of the click. That's the most important part of your page. Get that right. When it comes to images and videos and whatever else, don't just slap an image on there. Don't just put images. Your design is there to help enhance the copy. It's not the most important thing. It shouldn't distract people. So we've got above the fold, your message hierarchy. This is all your copy. We call this, we do it in a style called brand response, direct response that gets you sales, but it's still true to your brand tone and not cringe like hardcore direct Mm -hmm. response because some of it is a bit cringe. And then. The fourth thing is understanding your target market. In their words, all of your copy should be in their language, solving problems, very, very clear. You need to have your messaging and your positioning clear and you need to have irrefutable third-party proof that matches all of this. Don't just slap a testimonial slider on there. You can use social proof with intent, right? Like who is this for? Um, what are the benefits? Use little snippets of quotes purposefully to overcome objections and then it's the offer. So that is simple, right? Just nail all that and you can make a high converting landing
0: page. Outstanding. So pay attention to what's above the fold, the headline, the offer, uh, something that uh, lessens, reduces the friction so that they take that action. How important is it to creating an offer that has some sort of guarantee or money back uh, term or something like that?
1: Well, very important because it removes like the skepticism right of like going ahead with you and most industries you probably have a guarantee whether you realize it or not like if I said to you I say this to all clients well what would happen if if you didn't deliver the result and they'd be like well that's never happened we would just give them back their money I'm like yes my friend there's your guarantee problem solved and the good thing is your landing pages aren't on the back of a bus or a billboard right like if if something happens in your fulfillment or something changes or you find it's not a good fit, you just go in for 10 minutes and update the guarantee. But if you're smaller, a smaller brand competing against the big guys, which is most of the clients we work with, you can't go and try and compete with a watered down offer, no guarantee. Like you have to go in guns blazing with the strongest offer humanly possible. One caveat to that is we work with a lot of agencies. They come to us to do their marketing. Mm -hmm. And that industry is riddled with guarantees, as in like guarantees that nobody fulfills. And a lot of people have been really burnt to a crisp. So we have been testing out, leaning into saying, there's no guarantee. There's no guarantees in business and marketing, but here's the proof that we get the results. And so, you know, you've got to like, see what is the noise in your marketplace and adjust accordingly. But typically the guarantee, what's the... What's the biggest friction or objection remover? And that is how you use the guarantee.
0: Exactly right. And so in today's world, especially when it comes to traffic and sales funnels and online marketing, there is a lot of noise. There is a lot of competition. So what are some of the strategies you've seen work as you've helped so many businesses and created so many sales funnels to help your business stand out, stand above the noise? What are some of the things that a business owner can do to stand out and look better, have a competitive advantage just from the way you stand out? Like, what does that look like for you?
1: Mm. So we work with our clients to actually create a growth game plan. I think a lot of people get strategy and tactics mixed up, right? So like, if Mm -hmm. we're doing strategy, we focus on what's the goal, who we're going after, what's the messaging, the positioning and the differentiation, the capabilities to win, and the projects and systems. Like, that's how you, we would create a strategic plan. But what's actually working more specifically to stand out is just understanding your target market. It's so unsexy, right? Like, but <laughs> like, if I, if I talk to CEOs or founders or marketing managers and I'll say, how many customers can you name? Can you name 10, 20, 50? And they haven't because a lot of them aren't in the trenches actually talking to these people. And so it's so simple and it's not a shiny tech thing that people like just don't do it. And so the best thing actually to stand out is to truly understand your target markets, problems, pain points, hopes, dreams, fears, and then figure out how to serve them the best. Like ultimately, that's the best way to win a business, right? But everybody's looking for these hacks and Uh, silver bullets. And sometimes when I go on podcasts, I have to be like the boring marketer, right? I'm like, I'm like tech is an accelerator. What's the point of buying a Lamborghini if you don't know how to drive it? Yeah. Like a thousand times zero is still zero. So it's these foundations that people are missing the offer, the target market that what make them win. But you know, to actually give some something cool where people aren't rolling their eyeballs and and wondering what's working now. It's a lot of it's like in that channel strategy and finding people in the conversation, like and meeting them at that conversation in the buyer's journey.
0: Gotcha. So you, you're basically able to kind of identify what the pain points are because you actually reach out like a human being and talk to your end user, your dream customer client who buys your product or service, and you're able to get that insight. And we're not always able to do that with some special technology. Sometimes you can do it in surveys. Sometimes you really need to speak to them in person. And when you can do that, that's where the breakthroughs happen. And you can understand more about the results, the pain points. And that's where you can create a competitive advantage offer that you show that you understand them better than your competition and make them want to work with you. And so, as you're in that journey, you know what two businesses need to know if you want to generate high quality leads. Like one of the things you see a lot of in today's market is you see, oh, we guarantee to generate fifteen to twenty high quality, you know, unbelievable dream client appointments. Like you see that in, everywhere mm-hmm. on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, all these different places. I don't know that those actually. Uh, deliver I know some of our community have tried them out to varying results but in my experience it's uh usually when you kind of take over things yourself and work with an expert that's where you can get the best results so for our audience who's listening and and trying to figure out how they can generate high quality leads in 2023 that actually want to talk with them you know what do they what do businesses need to know to generate really true, high-quality leads.
1: Cool. And good question because that's what we all want, right? Like you don't want your sales team talking to tie kickers. But at what point are the sales team complaining about unqualified leads and it's not true, yeah? Like, and they're just being lazy. And I I used to be in sales, so I'm allowed to say that. And I've been on both sides of the coin. So it's important to remember when it comes to your lead gen, there's two levers you can pull, quality and quantity. They're not mutually exclusive, but you're going to yank harder on one or the other. And you have to actually identify which, which one that is. And so we work with that on our clients. It depends on your goals and how many, how big your sales team is, right? So if I'm working with a single founder and they're doing sales, I'm going to yank on quality, hardcore. If they've got a big team of sales, like a big sales team and they just need leads, well, we're going to do more Want quantity. What is are going to flood them and then we can adjust Once that feedback is there. So that's number one. Number two is to even like do this, you need to understand what makes a high quality lead, right? So people are like, what what does that even mean? And you need to have your marketing and sales on the same page for lead scoring. What makes a high quality lead? If you don't do that, like how could you possibly know whether you're getting high quality leads or not? And then finally, the reason why most people get poor quality leads is because they do poor quality marketing and their marketing is vanilla and it attracts everybody. They don't want to be polarizing. They don't want to repel certain people. And then that's what they get, right? They they don't have hyper-focused marketing and hyper-focused messaging and hyper-focused positioning and offer, which means you don't get hyper-focused, high-quality leads, Marketing is inputs and outputs, garbage in, garbage out. If you're putting out a crappy offer with watered down messaging and people aren't really sure what that is, the output of that will be low quality leads. So let's go back. How do we make sure we're getting high quality leads? We're fishing with the right bait right if you want to get I should stop doing this fishing analogy because I've never like gone fishing in my life but if you want to get whales you use whale baits and if you don't want whales you don't use whale baits all right now everyone understands what I'm talking about but that's that's basically it right so if you're getting crap leads you're putting out crap bait so you have to actually truly understand those people to pull them in and have people screaming yes that's for me not people thinking "Eh, maybe I'll get on a call because that's and that's why you get low
0: quality leads. Yeah no no question. So I've got this uh, this hypothesis, and it's proven true in my business. I'm wondering if you've seen it true in other businesses. In our business where we do business finance and funding, You know, we do marketing to the end user business owner who needs financing, but we found it much more effective to go find all of the coaches, trainers, consultants, account CPs who already work with hundreds of business owners and introduce them to a sales funnel where they can join an affiliate program of ours and help their clients get money to invest in their products, their services, their training, et cetera, et cetera. Have you ever seen it successfully work instead of going after just your end user client, you actually connect up with referral partners, strategic partners who can send in dozens of clients and now one sale is worth somebody who might be sending you business for the rest of your your life. Mm. Is that something you've seen utilized uh, with clients or in case studies that might be something that more people should look at to grow their business?
1: 100%. We used it for our business in the first year. We We didn't run any ads. People are brainwashed to run ads. I'm convinced of it, right? Because most agencies sell traffic. So they're brainwashing us that we think ads is the only solution, but it depends on your growth goals. So yeah. That channel, I would call that strategic partnerships, right? Yes, me and so. I'm going to use another fishing analogy. You can either use a pole or you can use a net. I work very hard on my strategic partnerships because instead of single pole fishing, right. I have I can then dip into their pole uh, their pool of clients, whatever, and they've already taken the time to build trust with these people. The, the time and the energy and the quality of a lead that is a referral. Like we can personally close 10X in about better. two, but for yeah. t- in two days for a forty thousand dollar project, you cannot do that on yeah. cold traffic. Mark my words, no. No. too much pipeline building and such. And so, have we seen that work? hundred percent, yes. And it and it shouldn't even be a thing of, oh, should you do it? There's three different channel strategies you should have right inbound. So we personally use organic social. I don't. We don't. We're not scaling heavily, so we're not going to use ads but most people would be using ads. Then we outbound. I recommend doing outbound. It's not that it doesn't work. It's that you don't know how to do it. And that's the same for anything in marketing. If you say, oh, this doesn't work. No, you're bad at it. And then strategic partnerships. You should have a diversified channel strategy and not overly rely on Facebook because as soon as one of those eat crap, (laughs) then boom, that's your business. And I can't think of anything more dangerous than relying on an algorithm or somebody else for my business success. So short short answer, yes, Leo, long answer, what I just said.
0: Outstanding. Well, Alicia, a lot of the audience uh, listening, learning, loving the value bombs that you're dropping on them. So what's the next step for them where they can take action, learn more, maybe even look at the opportunity to work with you and your team because at the end of the day, there's two ways to do things. You can try and figure it out yourself, DIY it, or you can work with someone who already has a roadmap of success and implement what they can do as an expert in the field. What's the next step they can take?
1: Awesome. So if you're a beta B company, tech startup, And you want to create a funnel and you're looking to scale. If you have super ambitious growth goals, no watered down growth goals, like you want to win and you want someone on the winning team, then you can jump to our website, persuasionexperience.com and book in a strategy session with me. No sales bro dudes. I promise you'll talk with me and best case scenario, we build it all out for you. Worst case scenario, I'll give you the game plan of exactly what to do for your business and you can always take it and run. our golden hippo offer and for everybody else we're really big on training and upskilling and providing back value to the community right like too many businesses go under because they don't understand marketing and sales and if you're in business and you say oh i'm not a marketer i'm not in sales like that's a big fat excuse and your business will never succeed the moment you decided to go into business was the moment that you became a marketer and a salesperson. So both myself and my co-founder will give you our exact secret source all on our YouTube and LinkedIn, Twitter. And you can find me via my name, Alicia heard. Not easy to spell or pronounce as <laughs> every podcast I go on. So I'm sure it will be
0: in the show notes. Guys, so make sure you go to persuasionexperience.com. Um, They've got uh, different uh, things that you can download. They've worked with some of the uh, largest companies out there online. Uh, One of the things they talk about is helping you to 10x your business without spending a ton more on traffic. That's creating strategic partnerships. That's creating sales funnels that convert. It's just much more smart marketing that people are not aware of and converting at a much higher percentage then you've been able to convert. You can also get an actual schedule, a free strategy session, you know, with Alicia, get more information and you can tell, you can tell, you know, listening to Alicia for the last 30 minutes, like she cares. She gives a damn about your results as a business owner. That's how we grow in 2023. You can't hide behind anything. Either you're delivering results when you're not, when you deliver results, you know, word of mouth spreads, online reviews spread, And so go to Persuasion Experience, check that out, and make sure you guys get your marketing right, your lead generation right, your sales funnels, because that, my friends, is what it's going to take to succeed in 2023. It may be a recessionary year, but if you implement these strategies, you'll be profiting and taking market share while others are in a recession. Alicia, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Are you looking for more seven-figure secrets, content, or even how you can launch your own recession-proof business? Then check out sevenfigures.com. That's the digit 7 dot com, where we share more videos, stories, strategies, funding solutions, entrepreneurial education, and even the secret business type that's recession-proof. Thank you for listening, and if you're finding value in our podcast, please give us a five-star and invite others to join the club.